This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Hello, I'm Frances Wong, and I invite you to join me as we explore topics of health and wellness so that you can make the best choices for you to live an informed and radiant life. Well, folks, it's that time of the year, you know, where there's plenty of food around and it's so easy, like an hour and a half ago, to snack on so many things because there's so much food around. We've talked about mindful eating before, but today, Francis, you want to actually talk a little bit about something quite important, gut health. That's right, Kelly. Yeah, there's no better time than the holidays when it's so easy to overindulge in food. But other than a bit of discomfort and feeling bloated or indigestion, we don't tend to think about some of the other consequences that overeating may have Mm. on the rest of our health and on our gut. Have you either um, ever gotten super excited or nervous like butterflies in your stomach or made a quick decision based on your gut feeling? Mm. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yep. Yeah, that's actually because there is a brain-gut connection, and our gut is like our second brain. So scientists refer to this smaller brain as the enteric nervous system, but it's really not that small. The enteric nervous system is two thin layers of more than 100 million nerve cells lining your gastrointestinal tract from esophagus to rectum. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I've never actually heard of it this way. And why is it important to pay attention to our gut with that gut-brain connection. Yeah, so the annals of gastroenterology also refers to the gut-brain connection or gut-brain access as bidirectional communication between the central and the enteric nervous system, linking emotional and cognitive centers of the brain with peripheral intestinal functions. More than 90% of the serotonin supply is found in the digestive tract, and serotonin is a chemical that plays a big role in regulating many things like our mood, sleep, memory, libido, digestion, and appetite. Of the almost 40 million brain cells that we have, most are influenced directly or either indirectly by serotonin. So you can see how big of an impact our gut health has on the rest of our body. Have you heard of gut microbiome? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, that world inside your stomach. (laughs) Yes, yes. So did you know that there are over 200 different species of bacteria, viruses, and fungi in each of our digestive tracts? So these microorganisms that live in our intestines make up our gut microbiome. And while some of them may be harmful to our health, we want the good ones. And some are even necessary to have a healthy body. Well, I know people talk a lot about that in the sense of even in your mouth, chew so much because you need all that work to be done and your your body needs to get into that. And that's kind of what I, I find so fascinating when we talk about it. it it's really funny to, to kind of go that way. Um, Francis, is there ways we can tell uh, that our gut is, is unhealthy? Um, so th- there's ways that we can tell uh, research that talks about um, how the gut microbiome actually impacts our health. And um, it's shown that a lar- having a large variety of bacteria in the gut may help reduce the risk of conditions like diabetes or inflammatory bowel disease and psori- um, psoriatic 
arthritis. Ramya, you're probably not going to like this analogy because I'm going to refer to sports, but mm. I like to think of it as a hockey team. You're going to have forwards and defensemen and goalies, and they're going to be left wing, center, or right wing, or left defenseman or right defenseman. So you don't want to have just forwards or just defensemen, and you certainly don't want to have players just on the left side or the right side. Right. You want to have a good balance to provide coverage for battle, and you can think of my gut microbiome in a similar way. The larger the variety of bacteria, the better chances you have of better health. The studies have shown that there are links between gut health and our immune system, our mental health, autoimmune diseases, gastrointestinal disorders, cardiovascular disease, and even cancer. So it's really important that we can um, support our gut health as best as we can. And we were talking about, you, Kelly, you were just asking about if we can tell if our gut is unhealthy. And our body is speaking to us all the time. We mm -hmm. just need to stop and listen to it. So there are many common signs that your gut may be unbalanced, but we're going to take a look at five. The first one is related to your weight. So if you are unintentionally gaining or losing weight without changing your diet or exercise routine, it's possibly a sign of an unhealthy gut. If your weight is changing, it might mean that your body is not absorbing the nutrients or regulating blood sugar, which may affect the way that your body stores fat. One possible reason that someone may lose weight is that malabsorption could be due to an overgrowth of gut bacteria. And a possible cause of weight gain can be caused by insulin resistance or increased inflammation. Speaking of inflammation, one possible known cause is due to sugar. So the second sign of an unhealthy gut is that of someone who eats a high sugar diet. Now, I know that some of you um, might think, oh, but I know so-and-so, and every time I see them, they're eating a chocolate bar or drinking a can of pop, and they're fine. There's always going to be exceptions, just the way that someone can smoke like a chimney and get away without having lung cancer. But research has shown that eating a high sugar diet or a lot of processed foods um, can decrease the amount of good bacteria and diversity in your gut. And that can lead to increased inflammation in the body and be a precursor to diseases like cancer. And if you find that when you eat certain foods that you feel bloated or get gassy, it could actually be that you have food intolerances. But this could also be a sign that your gut is having issues with digesting certain foods which may be another sign that our gut is unhealthy. And in this case, it could be due to the poor quality of bacteria in our gut. Our symptoms could be dire. Other symptoms could be diarrhea, nausea, or abdominal pain. So it can be a bit of a bad cycle where we can eat something and our body gives us feedback and we don't feel well. Maybe we get an upset stomach and we ignore it. And then we continue to eat the same way. And then the cycle continues. If your gut is balanced and healthy, it will have less of an issue with processing food and eliminating waste because that can also lead to constipation or diarrhea, which we've discussed in a previous segment. Oh, speaking of constipation, have you heard about the new documentary called Constipation? No. No. That's because it hasn't come out yet. Oh. Yeah, see, they're still <laughs> backed up getting it produced. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay, all right. All right. So, Are you guys in on this joke together? Okay. <laughs> Francis set me up here. Come on. <laughs> all right. Moving on. Interestingly, sleep disturbances can also be a sign of imbalance in the gut bacteria. The cause is not clear, but it also looks like there is a connection with inflammation, metabolic function, and mental health. And then inflammation definitely has an impact on our health. There are studies that show a link between the gut and immune system. So when there's too much inflammation in the body, it can alter the proper function of our immune system. And then you can get cases of autoimmune disorders where the body attacks itself instead of the actual enemy.
there's a a lot, a lot. That, can, that can be happening that may or may not be contributing to our gut health. And I'm, I'm curious of how much we know or can feel or, you know, trust to listen to our bodies, which you talk about in pretty much every segment. But what can we do to help improve our gut health then? Yeah, so it's always going to go back to diet and lifestyle. We've talked about the importance of sleep. And in this case, the, uh, the impact of lack of sleep can mean that we make poor food choices. Maybe we're slamming back two or three coffees a day or worse, okay. choosing energy drinks and sugary foods in an attempt to stay awake. So you do this long enough and you're it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. Sorry, I was just saying that it's a vicious cycle then. One thing leads to another leads to another. Speaking, speaking of eating, we want to make sure that we are choosing the right foods that actually support our gut. So we want to avoid fast food or processed foods or foods. I think uh, Francis is a little choppy at Such the as. moment. Yeah, I think, I think Francis mm. is just uh, probably freezing a little bit. Yeah, I don't want to make up my own uh, version of how to take care of our gut health, though. <laughs> no, 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 because so far what she's saying, I know you're like, mm, hold on, oh, that's dear. all adding up to don't eat as much of that stuff, don't yeah. eat that anymore, also, cut that out. get better out. sleep or else your diet, yeah. you know, is Oh, you're avoiding the, the, the sweets, are you? Okay. You're going to end up, yeah. uh... Francis, okay, are you back? So, yes, I am. Sorry about that. Um, okay. Start, start over with my... the eating. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, drill <laughs> it right. harder into Ramya's head, will you? So, so when we're talking about eating, we want to avoid fast foods, processed foods, things that are high in sugar. Um, and you want to choose foods that are high in uh, fiber, such as vegetables and whole grains and nuts and legumes. And it's not just the type of food that you're eating, but how you're eating. So we're talking about mindful eating previously and how it takes the brain 20 minutes to register that we have food in our stomach. So we really want to chew our food carefully, as Kelly had mentioned earlier, so that we aren't overeating and we're not overloading our gut. And I met... Oh. Lost you again. Yeah. I think we're having a bit of a choppy day with... Yeah. Um. It, it, there's so many things, and I remember having that talk with Julia about just chew, chew, chew. Yeah. But also, the, the the stomach is such a root, as Francis has just displayed here, how much we just need things operating, and how easy it is to say, hey, that disagrees with me, mm -hmm. don't eat it. And the thing is, because it's the fuel center, right? Like, yes. everything we eat to everything we maintain or decide that we're not maintaining properly, like the sleep, like our stress levels, our, our hormones of um, stress can be contributing to everything else. Francis, we got just about a minute with you. So anything you want to wrap with? Yeah, I just want to add that, you know, along with eating, we want to make sure that we're staying well hydrated um, because a study has shown that people who drink more hot water, that is, have less of a type of bacteria that can cause gastrointestinal infections. Um, and the other thing that people can consider is that you can uh, take probiotics. Um, probiotics are a good live bacteria. So you're getting kind of a boost to your gut bacteria count. And there's something also called prebiotic, which is food that is meant to 
feed or promote the growth of the good bacteria in your gut. In either case, you probably want to check with your healthcare professional to see if it's a good idea for you. There's a lot of brands out there and there's different number of live bacteria. So just know that not all brands are equal. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, I just want to stress that stress is a part of life, but how we manage it can have an impact on our health, including our gut health. So in general, we want to do things that are fun, um, keep to trying to lower our stress levels and help shift our mood or change our headspace. You know, things like meditating or walking, hanging out with friends, you know, watching comedy shows and laughing, anything that can help to lighten our mood and help us de-stress. Yeah. I always find it interesting when people say, oh, my stress, I feel it in my back or my leg or my stomach. And, and I tend to have always felt it in my stomach. So as soon as you start talking about anxiety, I know what you mean. Francis, as usual, excellent, excellent, and very vital, and not all about the food we want to eat. It's just overall, guys, pay attention to your tummy. Thank you. Thank you. Francis Wong joins us bi-weekly to talk wellness on the program. Opposite, our nutrition segment with Julia Karanchis and Rumya. There we go to two segments, this one, and times where, you know, we've heard from Julia the same kind of thing. Yep. Exactly. And that's because everything is linked to everything else, mm-hmm. right? It's never an isolated situation. And even if we think of our gut as isolated, look at all the um, tiny little parts that and components and living uh, organisms that make up our gut. 200 yeah. in that yeah. biosphere. Exactly. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.